What up, party people? It's your boy Tommy G here with episode number 18 of the No Mercy podcast. This is the Lab in the Bod pod that we do every week. On this podcast, we're going to be doing a little bit of a new segment here called Just the Tip, where we're each going to give a life tip, one to save you guys some money or get some nutritional advice, something that can help make you a better person. We're going to talk about Ben Askren and his entrance into the UFC with Mad Lab. This is a big, big moment for Mad Lab. He's very excited about this and a big moment for the UFC. Uh, We're going to do a special Halloween edition of Things Mad Lab Hates, where we're going to talk to him about everything related to Halloween and whether he likes them or not. We talk a little Trubisky. We talk a little Knicks. Talk a little uh, LeBron James. Talked about Millennials. Covered a little bit of everything on this show. So make sure to get in here, check it out, download, subscribe, review. But also, I want to shout out Fantasy Draft, fantasydraft.com. Go use promo code GURUELITE, G-U-R-U-E-L-I-T-E, on fantasydraft.com. Any of you guys who are into fantasy football, Fantasy Draft is running a $500,000 NFL Live Final Championship. That is something you are going to want to be a part of. The problem is the tickets are 200 bucks, but they've been overlaying a lot. There's a lot of opportunity there, and they're doing something special for the elite mafia here for you first-time depositors. If you deposit on Fantasy Draft and use promo code GURUELITE, they're going to enter you into a free roll where five people will win a free $200 ticket to play in the qualifier next week to go and take your shot at $100,000 in week 16. So make a deposit, fantasydraft.com, promo code Guru Elite. Win the free roll, then win the queue, and then win 100 grand. Without further ado, hit it, Miyagi. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. What up? Let's get weird. It's your boy Tommy G here with episode 18, I believe. I'm losing track of the episodes, but I'm pretty sure this is episode 18 of the No Mercy podcast. Round two of the triple header today. We had MLB model with the gambling podcast first. As I said on the last pod, we start with the worst, start with the shittiest podcast of all of them with Rob. Now we have my favorite one to do, don't tell Jeff Mans, with Mad Lab and the Bod. And then we have the headliner, the granddaddy of them all, Jeff Mans, coming with the three seed after this. So uh, boys, Mad Lab, how are you doing today, my friend? Ladies and gentlemen, my men out there, let go of them bones and hear our tones. And the ladies out there, touch your toes, you little hoes. <laughs> How you feeling, Lab? You feeling all right as you drink your fucking jug? Feeling hot! Laminate? This is the first one we're doing with video. We're not releasing the video because Mad Lab didn't want the video released, but we'll speak about um, that in a second. I would now like to introduce the bod. What up, KG? What the F's up, son? What the F's what up? The fuck why is that? Say, why the don't F- you say what the I, fuck's up? I got uh, I got censored. What do you mean you got <laughs> censored? What the fuck was that? Uncle Danny called me on Sunday. <laughs> what did he say? He said he uh, he loves the pod, but I got to cut out the cursing, so 
So I just want to apologize to all the bodies out there. I, I'm gonna have to censor myself going forward. <laughs> bodies? <laughs> that, what's the bodies? Well, the bodies, like bodies are my floor. fan club. You know, like the Hulksters got the Hulk, Hulkamaniacs, and Barstool's got the Stoolies. I got the bodies. <laughs> we're we're like a pack of alpha males. We don't let in any soy boys or beta bitches. We specialize in lifting heavy things, smashing poo, stretch marks, and bullying MLB model fans. <laughs> what we do stretch marks <laughs> yeah, from getting yoked <laughs> bullying mlb model fan you know who is a member of the bodies kg i haven't told you this yet but um our esteemed friend pat mayo uh, at pat mayo at the pme lab i know you're also a big pat mayo love fan. pat mayo uh, my favorite thing is the tim Andercust when he does that <laughs> the Andercurse. <laughs> but uh, at the PME on Twitter, Pat's going to be coming on the pod in a few weeks. So I reached out to him and I said, yo, you know, you want to come on the pod week 10? Tommy Jean, Pat Mayo show. And he said, 100 percent. You know what he asked me? I don't know if I'm supposed to say this publicly, Bod, but he said, can the bod be on, too? I have Bro, so many. Body. I have so many questions about the bod. And his first question was, is he really your brother? <laughs> so I don't think a lot of people realize. Lav, you were talking about it. He's like, he's got, there's a mystery around the bod, right? There's a huge mystery around the bod. What, what That's is, how I like it. The first, time I, the, the first time I met him, I was like, what are you fucking kidding me, dude? There's no way <laughs> Bro, that these why? guys are fucking have blood connection. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I fell in love with the bod, and then Tommy's now secondary. <laughs> I'm fucking out. So, no, so the bod doesn't have Twitter. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't have any followers on Instagram. They don't know if he's my real brother or not. They don't know what his real name is. It's just. Uh, he's just the bod. So he's he's quite the mystery. Bod, you had to take a you had to take a shit before the podcast, didn't you? Two shits. Two shits. Well, I took my shit. I came back. You guys weren't here, so I went back. Took another shit because I'm a quick shitter. A I didn't quick want you guys to think shitter. I was taking long. Yeah, bro. We went over this last podcast, dude. You, I could fucking watch an episode of Family Fucking Ties and before you come out of the bathroom. No, that's if I have a cheat day and I got to rest and relax in there. But usually under 10 seconds every time. <laughs> seconds. So so I, I actually, we were talking before the show how sometimes when you get that, that bad shit, like that big shit that actually hurts your asshole. At labs, that ever happened to you? No, because mine is usually a little runny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a fucking bag that you just cut with scissors and chili falls out. <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad. It's so it's so true. <laughs> your your intestine, your insides are just a fucking abortion. I can't even imagine what it looks like in there with all the fucking shit that comes out of your body and the fucking way your farts smell. It looks like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory when they're sl- swimming in the chocolate of love. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm literally gonna throw up in my fucking mouth. So we we put video on for this one. We'll probably start releasing some video clips soon. But uh, Kurt and the bo- uh, Kurt and uh, Mad Lab were making fun of each other before the podcast. And Mad Lab, what were you saying about Kurt? What where he is right now? Yeah, Kurt. Bro, I'm in a rental. Yeah, Kurt's in. Uh, Kurt's in. I want you guys to picture like deep in the fucking woods somewhere in like Alabama. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where there's nobody around. He's in like this fucking cabin with white wood paneled walls and fucking spots on the fucking ceiling that look like somebody took a bag of shit and just fucking celebrated with it. Bro, it's a rental. Yeah. It's I, a rental. Kurt's getting his house done. He's getting his yeah, house. Yeah, my house did. He had to move out after the murder up the street. 
Yeah, but look at Mad Lab. He's got that swelled up face. He's got the green background like a terrorist. He looks like he's ready to behead someone. <laughs> All he needs is a hood and an axe. It does look like he's in an Al-Qaeda video. <laughs> Get a screenshot of Mad Lab. He'll <laughs> <laughs> kill us. He had the fucking the Kenny hoodie on. Look how wide my looks nose like looks. <laughs> <laughs> look how swelled up you uh, look. From all that spinach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking nut jobs. All right. So on this podcast today, uh, we're going to make it a little Mad Lab. We're going to do a me and Kurt were speaking when you were uh, taking your pre-show piss. I think we're going to do a Halloween version of things Mad Lab hates. So we're going to do that. We're going to talk about the UFC coming up. What is this? UFC 130 something? 138, I think, it's fight one, night? It's, one, well, it's UFC dog shit is what it is. <laughs> it's UFC dog shit. So we'll touch a little bit on that. Um, we're going we're gonna to hit some topics. We have a new segment, which we were going to do. Like uh, We've been doing this, but not actually segmenting it. It's been more like a, like a life trick, like life hack segment. Uh, I'm going to call it just the tip. I'm assuming that's something that's out there somewhere. But... Just the tip is going to be the new segment name. And we're each going to give a tip for this week for the listeners. So I'm going to give uh, whatever the fuck I give. Mine's going to be random and all over the place. Mad Lab, I think you should focus a little more on kind of health, like meal preps and things like that, because you love to talk about that shit. Uh And Kurt, since you're our investment advisor, you're going to be talking about something with budget. So I want you guys to not getting yoked, not getting yoked. No, no, you're you're not the guy for that. Uh, We're going to talk about Ben Askren. (laughs) Mad Lab got a little boner here and that. That's going to be fucking fun. And then we'll just fuck around talk about whatever the fuck we want. So not not too much of a show plan here. But um, I say we started off with just the tip. I think we started off with this. So I know, I know Mad Lab, you probably have something already. I have something already. Kurt, log your brain. I'm going to give my first tip because I think this is important. So this is Tommy G's just the tip. I have a list of these, but I'm going to start right now with... My first tip on how to save yourself some money. And this is something that I just realized recently because I subscribe to all these fucking apps. Love it. Yeah, Lab, I went over this with you last week. So I subscribe to all these fucking apps. And the reason this came about was because that voice recorder app where you could sound like Obama and Donald Trump or whatever. I just downloaded it just to see how real it was. And I realized after I clicked buy that it's $9.99 a week. A week, and I'm notorious for having $20, $30 subscriptions that I never know that go on for years that auto-renew. But this thing, $9.99 a week for something I was never going to use more than once, and it's a piece of shit. So I started Googling, how do I fucking cancel this? Because on the apps, there's no numbers or anything like that. So what I decided to do was find a little tutorial video on the interwebs, and I found out that there's a trick to actually deleting all your app subscriptions. Lab. Did, were you were you interested in this? Yeah, I did. I and I usually know that shit. I'm usually telling you about that shit. But no, I loved it. I and it actually I went into mine, and um and I saved a bunch of money, man. I had shit in there. I had no idea that I had. So I'm gonna walk you through it. I don't know how it is on Android, but I know how this is for iPhone users. So I guarantee you, everyone listening here is gonna save at least a couple bucks a month because Mad Lab does this religiously. I saved three hundred ninety-seven dollars a month. I had $397 worth of subscriptions that I didn't need. So if you go into your settings, go to iTunes and App Store on your settings, then it says your Apple ID at the top. Click on your Apple ID. Click View Apple ID, right? And it'll bring you in. And then it'll say like Apple ID, payment information, country, region, etc. Scroll down to Subscriptions. 
and you'll see all your paid subscriptions right there. Some of you may know this, some of you may not. But when you click on them, it'll tell you exactly how much a month you're being charged. Just to give you an idea, I was paying $19.99 a month for Cougary Dating. It's a Ooh, Cougar dating website from 2016. So I've been paying $20 a month for that. Canceled that subscription. What's your most expensive? Um, I had a Photoshop app, Fanst, I think it is, which I've been using since 2016 also. $24.99 a month. <sighs> $25 a month I've been paying on that. Um, I had Bumble on there, which I haven't used costs money? in at least a year. I guess I had like a VIP subscription. The PGA Tour app, I mean, all, it literally came to over $300 a month that I ended up saving by going and deleting these subscriptions. So Mad Lab, Wait, I know do you dating see. apps cost money? Well, most of them are like free and then you can upgrade to like Tinder Prime. And or what does the upgrade get you? The upgrade like, moves you up on the list and lets more fucking poos see you. You know, mm -hmm. it gets you more visibility and gets you more features and stuff. You could post like 10 pictures instead of three. I don't know. I, oh. I never use these fucking online dating apps anymore. I got sick of them. But uh, yeah, so that's the Tommy G, just the tip of the week to save you guys a little money. Um, Kurt, the bot. What's up, son? You have one that Mad Lab seemed very, very enthralled. Well, I thought I was going to do the saving money, so. Well, no, you I'm can. I'm going to go with, for all the fathers out there, the library card. Get yourself a nice library card. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, libraries still exist, and they're smart because they got to keep up with, like, Netflix and everyone. So they have all new releases of movies, and you can just rent them out, bring them home. You don't have to pay for anything else. It's great, especially if you have kids. So you take them over there, keep them busy for, like, an hour. You rent some movies, and you come home. So that's free, I'm assuming? Do you get a free library subscription? Yeah, bro. Tommy's still in app mode. Do you get a free library subscription? I don't know. What <laughs> yeah. the fuck. I didn't even know yeah, libraries still a week. <laughs> Bro, I was shocked when we had that conversation. Dude. You were shocked. You thought Kurt was like fucking God, like Einstein. Dude. dude, I started driving <laughs> around town looking for my nearest library. <laughs> <laughs> he really did. He I was me so up. He's excited. like, Bro, your brother's a genius. <laughs> I, I'm like, what did he do? He's like, he rents movies from the library. Yo, listen, I'm on the phone with him. I'm going, bro, they got rated R movies? He's <laughs> Rampage was there last week. So, But I don't know if this is normal in other towns. Well, I have Clif no idea. What, what library is it? In Fairlawn. Uh, I know Clifton Library's got a huge library. They got probably a porn section in there. <laughs> <laughs> Lab will find out I'll, by next yeah, week. I'll be, there, I'll be there after the pod. So Lab's going to be uh, getting all his DVDs and movies. From uh, a DVD, like I haven't even seen a DVD in forever. Yeah, but what happens library. if you don't return them? How do they charge you? I think there's like a fee if you're. Yeah, late. Yeah, what if you never go like back? A... What if you rent like ten movies and just never go back? Well, it's like Blockbuster, <laughs> right? They probably have like a tab going. I have no yeah, idea. but if you never go back, how are they going to charge gotta, you? They take your ID and shit. Oh, they yeah. probably fucking send you a letter. I don't know. Lab wanted his his uh, <laughs> trying to scam the library. Lab is trying to scam the library. Fuck, bro. <laughs> He's like, what happens if I rent like fifty pornos <laughs> and never bring them back? <laughs> Lab, what's your, what, what's your just the tip? What's your chip of the week? Mine is 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 easy, bro. A lot of people kind of know about it, but a lot of people don't do it. Meal prep, man. I mean, a lot of people. Tommy's one of them. You go, you do Uber oh, Eats. God. You go to Chipotle. You go to all these places. You go to the grocery store and just set aside. You got to be kind of structured with this, but you go to the store and you set aside an hour on your chosen day, a Sunday or a Monday or whatever the day that you have a little bit of downtime during the nighttime, and you just prep your food. It is, it is, you will pay a quarter of the price 
for more food. You always have food in the house. The only thing that you do is you go on Amazon and you buy those little like Chinese food containers. You can buy them like 50 of them for like 10 bucks. Go to ShopRite, go to A&P, whatever food store you have. You buy a bunch of turkey meat, you buy a bunch of steak, you buy a bunch of chicken, and you just cook it all in one shot. You'll have food for work, you'll have breakfast, you'll have lunch, you'll have snack. It's, it's like a no-brainer, and I was a victim of it for a long time. I was always on the road. I was always getting breakfast at the diner, Chipotle here, you know, grilled chicken sandwiches, 15 bucks, 15 bucks, 15 bucks, 15 bucks. Next thing you know, it, a guy like me who eats eight times a day with, between protein shakes, $6 at the gym, blah, blah, blah. You go to the food store, you spend $100 at the food store, and that, you'll get the amount of food that you would be eating out. It's equivalent to about three, dollars $400 in food. So meal prep, guys. Like, it's such an easy thing to do. You could buy a big George Foreman grill. or it just It's so easy. Meal prep. And do you do it? Do you, do you like, know what you're going to eat, like, on Thursday? Well, no. I, I, I meal prep twice a week because my food goes. Right, because you don't want it to go bad, right? So how far in advance? Like, two days? What do you mean two days? Like on Monday, you'll set up two, three days worth of meals? Yeah, I do two, three days. That's the max I'll do is, is three days. You know, okay. and then you just you pop them in a the microwave. You, you portion them in the little containers. You, you crimp them up like little Chinese food container. And when you're hungry, if you make a couple different ones, you just take a Sharpie and you label what it is. Chicken, steak, pop in the microwave, three minutes, done. You got a beautiful meal. What are you thinking of that, Kurt? Bro, when the summer hits, I'll, I'll tell these guys how to really do it. Oh, the right way. You're saying Mad Lab just yeah. gave them the wrong info? I'm not saying the wrong info, but I mean, if you want to be cut as fuck, <laughs> just do what I do. <laughs> but we'll wait till uh, springtime when people are ready to get those bodies yeah, ready. Kurt's, when, when Kurt's fucking eating ice and air. <laughs> ice and air. <laughs> uh, let's get into a little UFC news here. So the big news, by the way, which I want to talk about first, because this card's fine, but we did have a huge, huge announcement in the UFC. First of all, we had the first trade ever. I believe, in the UFC. So, Lab, we're going to want you to talk about that. And a dude Mad Lab has been talking about forever. I think he may like this dude more than Habib. They're very similar in their fighting styles. But Ben Askren, at Ben A-S-K-R-E-N, Ben Askren is taking over Twitter right now. Literally, he's called out, I think, every single fighter in the UFC. So, Lab, talk to me. Try and put your boner down. Get the, get the mic out of your mouth uh-huh. and talk to me a little about your boy, Ben Askren, and his much-awaited arrival into the UFC. This is something that should have happened a long time ago, and I wish it would have happened a while ago because now, obviously, he's 34 years old. He's getting, a little, you know, he's getting a little older, but he really hasn't taken that much damage. But the reason why he hasn't been in the UFC, and a lot of people are wondering if he's so good, why isn't he there? Because him and Dana White just actually can't stand each other. Uh, he talked a lot of shit about Dana White, you know, you know fat jokes, ball jokes. Uh, and so, and if anyone who's following on Twitter, you could see how how kind of arrogant he is. He's <laughs> great. Yeah, and they think he's a very boring fighter because he's such a high pedigree wrestler. But this is a guy who has a very similar uh, um, take when he fights, a similar uh, you know dimension as a, a Habib. It's two different forms of wrestling. You have obviously Russian freestyle wrestling, and you know his style wrestling. But it's the same. He's got the same game plan. He will take you down. He will ragdoll you. He will get very top heavy on you, and he will mimic you and just destroy you. Um, but what he does is he tends to go to decision because he just tends to grind you out. And a lot of people don't like that. And I understand that with that said, it blows me away when I go on Twitter and I see these guys talking shit about this guy when they have no idea what his credentials are. And the same analysts and touts and stuff that are saying like, oh, well, he's yet to be proven are the same guys that are matching him up with Tyron Woodley already, which drives me fucking nuts and just shows me they have no fucking idea what they're talking about because 
if anybody knows anything about Ben Askren and, and, and follows anything else but the UFC, if they're just not UFC-based and they actually follow combat sports, they know that Ben Askren has a teacher-student relationship with Tyron Woodley. So if you guys think that Tyron Woodley is a great wrestler, which he is, can you imagine how good Ben Askren is considering he taught Tyron Woodley a lot of the stuff that he knows? Um, there's a very, very, uh, and you put it into perspective, there's a very, you know, th- uh, rule. You have a cardinal rule when it comes to grappling. Whatever happens inside of the practice, you do not talk about. Uh, Chel Sonnen said at one time that some of the greatest things that happen behind closed doors can be on pay-per-view right now, and I totally believe that. Uh, you know, some of the greatest matchups. However, certain things you can release. Who has better stand-up? Who has better uh, wrestling? One thing that is said, when these two guys went at it, it was night and day. There was no comparison between Woodley's wrestling to, to Askren's wrestling. And these guys are trying to set them up to fight each other. So, guys, all these analysts and touts that are tweeting, oh, when is he going to fight Woodley? He's not going to fight Tyron Woodley. It will never happen. He will destroy Kobe Covington. He will fight guys like RDA. He will fight guys like Kamar Usman. If Tyron Woodley loses the title then he will fight for that title. But he is not fighting Tyron Woodley, and if it comes down to the point where Tyron Woodley keeps that title for a long time, don't be surprised if he bumps up to a heavyweight to make a, uh, I'm sorry, middleweight to make a run there. But this guy is by far not hype in any way, shape, or form. He's not a guy coming in from from uh, from like Bellator or from another organization that you have. He, you know, you have no idea. How, this guy is the real fucking deal, and there's going to be a lot of people looking for jobs after this. Yeah, and one of the things there is that, you know, people don't understand that a lot of times when fighters fight in the same camp, you know, that's one thing, right? A lot of guys don't like to fight other fighters from the same camp. It goes to another level when you actually, you know, have a teacher-student relationship and are friends. I mean, you see Tyron Woodley sent out a tweet, I think not too long ago, or did an interview this week saying Tyron Woodley predicted that Ben Askren would wreck Habib, wreck him. So, I mean, these guys speak very highly of each other. They're very close. There's plenty of names that Ben Askren's called out on Twitter. I mean, he is just, go to his Twitter, at Ben Askren. Just Nick Diaz fucking lighting him on fire. Nate Diaz, George St. Pierre, Till, uh, you name it. He's based, Co- Covington. How, how, funny, Mike, how, Mike how Perry, funny is it that Covington has not responded to him? No one should respond. Well, no, but think him. about that. Think about that. Mr. Fucking, I could talk so much shit and I could fight everybody. He has not responded to his tweet. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's ripped on Khabib. He's ripped on Habib. Like, he's gone after the whole injury. He's going after retired fighters, telling them to come out of retirement to fight him. So this is big. Kurt, uh, what's your take on uh, Mr. Ben Askren over here? My question is, is, DJ, is he allowed to fight this? Because aren't they contractors? You can no, sell his so contract? So this is what they're doing. This yeah, is, explain this, Lab. This is a landscape that is going to bring a completely different dynamic into MMA. And I don't know if it's going to be good or bad, but it can actually join forces with companies like Bellator and stuff like that. Uh, which will be interesting. But when you look at the grand scheme of it, a lot of this stuff boils down to Dana White told Ben Askren, listen, if you want to fight for the UFC, show me a piece of paper. Show me something that says your contract with 1FC is up. You show me that piece of paper, we'll talk. What this shows me is maybe the contract is still on paper. Maybe he can't get out of it. Dana White wants to get rid of the 125 division. I believe he wants to get rid of Demetrius Johnson's division. So how do we do that? You you got that division. I'll give you the greatest guy possibly pound for pound. You give me Ben Askren. All contracts are null and void. So that's how personally I think this possibly came to fruition. This is my opinion. So so don't take it for But that's the only way I could see a trade going down like that. 
But has anyone heard from DJ? Like, what's his take he's, on this? He's excited. I mean, on his thing. Yeah, he's oh, tweeting really? that he's, yeah, he's he seems like he's on board and that this is done. So does he get the same pay, though? I, I don't know what the contract is going to be. I Because I, I got to think he's going to take a pay cut. Right? I'm sure. I'm sure he's working something out that's going to be beneficial to him. Yeah. So, so I guess now he can get sponsored and stuff. Yeah. So what about Lab? There seems to be a lot here between Askren and Darren Till. That, so that's the fun I think. I know that's your boy. Um, I can't see you having any side against Ben Askren in any fight. So what what happens if that fight happens? Um, the only knock on Ben Askren is he his stand up is very very putrid. It's very uh, pedestrian. It's almost putrid to watch. But he doesn't use it to. To, to fight and to throw punches. He just merely uses it to, to level change, you know, find a hip entry and get in and take you down. With that said, I think it's a horrendous matchup for Darren Till. And I love Darren Till, and I really – I still believe in my heart that guy is going to be champion one day. Um, but I think that this is a terrible, terrible matchup for him because if you don't th- – if you couldn't beat Tyron Woodley, okay, what makes you think you're going to beat his fucking kind of sort of teacher? The better overall well-rounded yeah. uh, MMA athlete, but this guy's wrestling is is just something. I don't care how good you are, you know. He's I mean, think about his 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 pedigree is in collegiate wrestling. I mean, the guy he's only lost to like uh, two really big big guys, Chris Pendleton. I mean, guys that were just like Greg Jones type caliber guys, Damian Hahn caliber caliber guys. This is a kid that just lives and breathes wrestling. So it's a horrible matchup from, I personally don't want that to be his first fight. I personally want his first fight to be Kobe Covington, but it looks like the way they're talking, they're probably, it might be Darren Till. And who, uh, who do you think has the best shot of beating Ben Askren? I, it feels like you don't think anyone could beat Ben Askren. I think Habib. Habib is probably Catch the only person. fight with him and Habib. Catchweight fight, yeah, which will probably Who would, Let's say it's not Habib yet because that's going to be down the line, I'm assuming, if that happens. Who do you think? Is it St. Pierre? Is it one of the Diaz brothers? Is it who, who would give him the best run right now? I would say probably... I, I would say possibly George St. Pierre, man, just because he really is such a freak fucking athlete, bro. He really is. He's a freak athlete. Escapability. Yeah, I just don't even see that. Like, I don't see guys like Kobe Covington beating him. Kobe Covington doesn't have the stand-up to beat him. Kobe Covington, I mean, he has a better stand-up, but it's not good enough to, to carry you through a fight. His wrestling, forget about it. If he takes Kobe Covington down, Kobe Covington will look like a high school wrestler compared to him. A high school wrestler. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, the only one is, is Tyron Woodley, but it's never going to happen. It's never, never going to happen. Interesting. But- what weight does he fight at? He's going in as welterweight. However, if Tyron Woodley keeps the belt, I see a possible move in the future at middleweight. Can he fight T-City? See, I don't know. I See, these guys, you're talking about bigger guys now. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah, we got to see. He's probably going to want to go in and, and handle some. I mean, he's going to have some big money fights here, obviously. Because whoever, oh, whoever, be whoever he fights. So, I mean, obviously, he'll end up with the belt somehow, whatever weight class it is. But we're definitely going to get a big money fight. So you don't think there's any primer fight or anything? There's not any walk in and yeah, you know, he's he's going in and fighting a no, Till or a going, Covington he, right out the gate. Yeah. He's going right out the gate. Okay, who's the biggest name he's fought? Anyone? Uh, no, he hasn't fought. He's you know, like I said, one championship doesn't have a lot of uh, right. guy that, that people would really know. I mean, I know him. You know, deep guys know him, but I don't. So why did know. he never go to Bellator or anywhere? Why? Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I you know, I don't know. They, they, a lot of people wanted him, and he went to one championship, and he did well over it's there. It's usually and, a money thing. It's usually just one place is willing to give more money than the other places yeah, are. Yeah, and that's where explosion. he landed. You know, and that's just where he kind of landed. But you know, UFC wanted him. They, they, but then they thought he was very boring, and then he started he's going to be a boring fighter, line. right? Because whenever you see the wrestlers, they're usually not that exciting. Even Abib isn't that exciting. He is boring, but what people don't understand is it doesn't matter if it's boring or not. It's fighting. It's fighting. It's it's a it's a form of fighting. I mean, you're you're, you're you know you're winning as long as you're winning. That's all that matters. Tyron Woodley, people think is boring, but he fucking wins. Right. That's what it's all about. So, Bod, what's up, son? <laughs> Jets Bears this week, bro. A lot of talk. It's gonna be a mauling. A lot of talk about Trubisky. Mad lad, pick your head up and listen. This is gonna be a mauling. Trubisky is going to shred that defense. Oh, God. All right, son. So I can't wait. Trubisky's a hot name in DFS, a hot name in fantasy right now. He's been putting up great numbers. A uh, little, little bit of white cam in him, right? Like he's actually like he has a strong arm, makes some horrendous throws and decisions. I've but- heard Vic and Brady. No, Vic. He's okay. not Vic. He's not Vic or Brady. Get the fuck out of here. I know. He's a combo. Oh, my God. You're so stupid. But um, so so what's lab? What's your take on Trubisky and, and Bod? We'll start with you. Your take on Trubisky, who right now is one of the leading fantasy guys in all of fantasy sports with 245 mm-hmm. rushing yards, four twenty mm-hmm. plus yards run, runs, which is impressive. Um, but but it seems like every fucking game, this dude makes one of those big interceptions that cost him the game. This this team with that defense. Should have a much better record than it does right now. Sitting well, at three Khalil and three. Max a little banged up. Allen Robinson's banged up. He needs his rock receiver, which is Allen Robinson. He's finally starting to throw to Burton more, which he has to. There should be eight to ten targets a game to Burton. He's locked on with Gabriel. Things are coming together. It's only week, what, eight? He played last year, but he really didn't play last year because John Fox threw the ball like six John times Fox a game. Garbage. Yeah. So this is his first real year. And it's all starting to come together right now. I mean, over 300 yards patching in each of his last three games, 11 touchdowns in the last three games, and about almost 200 rushing yards in the last three games with a rushing touchdown. Lab, I told you at the beginning of the year, he's a runner. Take him in fantasy because you're going to get rushing yards. Lab, you were sitting next to me. We watched that little Trubisky escapability episode there, and you kind of tapped me and went, holy shit. Yeah, listen, but I'm going to be honest. I'm still not sold on him, man. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm still not fucking sold on him. I think will be after this weekend. His, his, uh, no, against the Jets. His running <laughs> capability is fantastic. His awareness, his vision um, is, is is amazing. Like that run when I tapped Tommy, I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, he ran like 78 yards on that yeah, like nine-yard nine like, touchdown run. For, well, yeah, nine-yard touchdowns. It was crazy. But I don't know, dude. I'm just not sold on him as a full-blown quarterback. I'm not sold on his arm. I'm not sold on his accuracy yet. Like, I'm just not sold. I mean, we, we know he has the arm strength. That's not a question. He's got an absolute fucking cannon. He just can't control it. So, I'm not sold on it. I think the uh, Bears... What good is that? What if, I mean, what, I'm looking well, I mean, that's why I look at with Cam Newton. You know, I mean... You know, he had look, a fucking cannon. Same thing. He couldn't hit the blind side. Jeff George, they couldn't hit blind sides of the barn. They had cannons, though. Right. So, who would you rather have? Your boy Darnell, Darnold, or... Trubitsky. Longevity wise? Right now, if you had to pick one I'll guy. I'll stay out of it because I'm biased. Wait, hold on a second. If, Darnold or Truth as, going forward. Next five years. Starting a franchise. Got to sign one. Oh, that's what I'm saying. The next five years. I well, would they're take, both uh, young. I mean, what's the difference? I, I would take Darnold over him next God, five years. Get the years. fuck out of here. Uh, that's my opinion, dude. No, get out of here. I would too. How do I turn your video off? You wouldn't or you would? <laughs> I would. I would. Yeah, that's my no, opinion. No, Tom's an idiot. 
Dude, the guy makes so many bad decisions. Tom Love, Tebow, RG3, Tom Love's the worst Listen, here's my thing. Listen, in history, outside of Russell Wilson, forget, forget, take Russell Wilson out of the equation. In history, the the, the quarterbacks that win Super Bowls are your traditional pocket quarterbacks, dude. It's just, it's it's a fact. No, defenses win Super Bowls. Bro, but I'm saying the quarterbacks at the helm are your pocket, your traditional pocket quarterbacks are the ones that take you to a fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, but he's still throwing for 300 a game. It's not like he's throwing for a buck 80 and rushing. Yeah, but, you, but they could all be cushioned stats. You gotta it understand. sounds like you're comparing him to Blake Bortles. <laughs> Blake Bortles sucks, dude. Blake Bortles out over there. All right, enough about fucking. I had to give Kurt his little chance to talk about. Yeah, but who do you think is going to win the game? Man, Lab, who if you it was 65 degrees, I would be much more interested in the Jets, definitely with the points. Spoke about it with Rob on the last podcast. I don't like Cali quarterbacks, young Cali quarterbacks like Darnold, who never played in 40 degrees. We watched him last week, literally look completely inept and lost out there, even when the wind was at his back. Just mentioned it in the last pod. So being that it's going to be 53, that's like that fringe level game. I'm probably still looking for the Jets to cover. I'm hoping the Jets win the game, but I will be honest, Kurt, I'm not ecstatic about 15-mile-per-hour wind and 50-degree temperatures with, with I the I cannot young. remember the last time the Jets beat the Bears. Literally every time they play, the Bears win. Well, so well, hopefully, that changes. hopefully that changes this Sunday. I think we get into some things Mad Lab hates, <sighs> and we're going to do a little Halloween edition of things Love Mad Halloween. Lab hates. So, All right, well, that's the first one. Does Mad Lab hate Halloween? I guess you just answered it. It's my favorite time of the year, Halloween. Fall. Fall is my favorite time of the year. All right. Bob, do you have anything for Mad Lab on Halloween? Mad Lab, you ready? Yeah. It's, it's like the end of the night. <laughs> Teens <laughs> that show up with no costumes. They're always the last ones to show up when like it's dark out. Wait, what is that? Teens that show up with no costumes. I don't even answer the fucking door, dude. <laughs> I don't even answer the door at that point, or I'll answer the door and I'll fucking throw something at him. Like that is the most <laughs> that is the most ghetto fucking thing you could possibly do when a fucking kid walks up to your door and rings your doorbell and you have a couple pieces of candy left and you're almost nervous. You're like, shit, I might not have enough for all these kids. And you open up the fucking door and there's fucking two teenagers dressed in street clothes looking for fucking candy. I fucking throw something at him and kick him off my fucking stairs. That's like <laughs> aggravating, dude. That's like insulting. Well, what about uh what about what is the Oh, this isn't necessarily a thing Mad Lab hates. This is a question. What is the age requirement from when you should stop trick-or-treating? Hmm, that's a good one, dude. Kurt, you could chime in on this, too. You got two young kids. I'm going to say uh, senior year of high school. And the reason senior year of high school is because every football practice, you get to take your helmet and walk around, collect some candy. But after that, you're not doing it in college or anything. After see, no, that. See, I think I that's, that's too old. I think I well, think, it is. I think once you hit 13 years old, it's over. That's it. I think you can get away with freshmen in high school. That's 13 years old. Okay, so you can get away with that. I stopped trick or treating. I think when I once I got to high school, I was too cool for school, and and stopped doing it. But I think high school kids trick or treating is pretty. Yeah, if you're pretty, walking up my ste- steps with a fucking like three hairs on your fucking mustache, I'm fucking wheel kicking. Yeah, you. when you get facial hair, you can't trick or treat anymore, yeah. bro. But if you get to skip practice for an hour and collect candy for the coaches, oh, you're then gonna that's do fine. It. Yes, then that's yeah. fine. All right, so let's go to another one here. I hate Halloween. All right, so Mad Lab, trick or treating in general is that something that the Mad Lab loved? And what is your trick-or-treating etiquette as far as when people leave the bowl of candy and allow you to basically take one? I love trick-or-treating, dude. 
I still love it, dude. <laughs> I take my nephews, but the, the, the proper <laughs> etiquette is this. You fucking, when, when, when I bring my nephews trick-or-treating as an adult, obviously I don't dress up, they dress up. You stand on the sidewalk away from the actual path that goes to the house and you let them go up. Not only does that build courage into the kids to, to go ahead and go, but, but you're not supposed to be on the fucking doorstep because a lot of these adults and parents pick the candy for the kids because it means that's the candy that they want. I just poked myself in the eye. Did you I see just that? saw it. <laughs> it's hilarious. Did you guys see that? <laughs> those ET fingers. <laughs> Can't control those Dude, things. Dude, that was hard. Look at my eye. Dude, I was like, for some reason, pulling my hat down with one finger. And it, Man, look at his finger. Dude, look at look. My, why do you guys keep making fun of my fingers? Because, like, your knuckles are, like, darker in skin color. Fucking things look like, now that, we're on, now that we're on Halloween candy, those things look like fucking Charleston shoes. <laughs> you know I have a full-blown complex about my hands now because oh, you guys. Right, dude, those fucking things. I ask people every time I go out, I'm like, oh, are my hands weird? And they're like, oh, they're a little weird. Bro, your knuckles are, like, a different color. Yeah, well. <laughs> But the it's the is... length of my fingers that you look, look at those. <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> so weird. I'm gonna post a picture of my hand on social media. We'll get we'll get a poll going. Dude, Tom's gonna take four hundred pictures <laughs> and pick out like the perfect one. It's gonna take four days for him to do this. <laughs> anyway, I can't see out of my fucking right eye. What the fuck are we just talking about? Oh, look, it's tearing. It is, dude. I'm telling you, I'm I fucking I went like. <laughs> Like, if this was a UFC match, they would have had to, like, stop and give me five minutes to recover. <laughs> like, I went all the way up to here, in, into my eyeball. Like, it went Those in my so fucking long. eyeball. Oh, jeez. Oh. Anyway, uh, what were we just talking about there, Lab? What so was about the, 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 the parents that go up to the door? So what about, what about when they leave the bulls out and say, like, take one when the people aren't home? It bothers me a little bit, but you should be fucking home on Halloween. Okay. Bro, but what if you got to take your kids out? Okay, but if you take your kids out, then that's different. You leave the ball out for the kids to get, but they should take one, especially if kids are... That's what I mean about the age group. If a kid is trick-or-treating with his parent, they should be fucking cognizant that the kid should only take one piece of candy. All and right, but now back to adults. Yeah. Am I allowed to dress up if I go with my kids? But you have to stay on the top of the sidewalk. I, I mean, I hate dressing up. Not but. the corner. not the Because my brother dresses up with the kids. But yeah. my, my brother lets them go to the door. You know, or else like, what if, be, uh... you know what I mean? I don't want no fucking parents saying to the kid, the kid's reaching in the bag, grabbing a fucking starburst, and the mother's like, or the father's like, oh, no, take the Skittles. Like, what the fuck? Why? Because you want them? Well, it's more of a safety thing, because when you go up the stairs with a pack of kids, these kids fall down the stairs, because it's just a group of kids mangling kids. Yeah, but see, that's where it depends on the fucking, first of all, bro, I don't know what town you fucking live in. At what right. movie show you're on? But go there's on. no packs of kids no more trick or treating in groves where we. No, live. but no, you go with a pack of kids. You don't really just go. Oh no, just... yeah, but what I'm saying is, I mean, but the town, the town around here is two step. So what, no Kurt, steps... what Kurt, saying is, he's such a fucking turning into a snowflake that he's afraid Alpha. his kids are going to trip on a step. Yeah, exactly. Is that no, what you're saying? You want Kurt? me to dress up as the greatest you could, showman? You could dress up. I I think that's fine. Yeah, oh, no, my I brother haven't dressed up since like fourth grade. I hate Halloween. Yeah, but you should do it for for my uh, my niece and nephew. That's okay. I'll allow that. I'll dress up and surprise them. Yeah, I like. That. I'll, I'll dress up and surprise them. I'll dress up as yeah, Tommy. What G. would you dress up as? I'll dress up as Tommy G. Yeah. I'll dress up as Mad Lab. I'll put a fucking pink hooded sweatshirt on and fucking uh, and a beanie. And I gotta beanie. go get candy actually this week. Yeah, I gotta get some candy too. Um, all right, you have another one, Kurt, that you want to do? Let's do 
houses that turn their lights off so kids don't ring the doorbell. That's when I strike. <laughs> that's when I jump down that, from the roof. That's when honestly I tell my nephews to just go up to the fucking door and start ringing the doorbell nonstop. Like now you got to be a fucking Scrooge, bro, to be home, to have the balls, to put your fucking lights on in your living room and have your TV on and shut your lights on a bunch of fucking kids. Like you got to have a lot of fucking balls. And that's when I say Hudson Maddox, go to the door and just fucking ring it wild. And if they open the door and fucking say something and I'm standing on top of the fucking curb. Then there's going to be fucking, I'll go in their house, I'll take their refrigerator out. <laughs> <laughs> Why the refrigerator? Because then I'd set a candy, I'll get steaks and shit. <laughs> get some steaks for his Okay, meat. but devil's advocate here, what if you run out of candy at 9.30 at night Don't and run someone out of rings candy. the doorbell you, like You shouldn't run out of candy because Halloween's not like that no more, dude. Halloween's not like that no more. Like when you watch the old movie Halloween and... A thousand kids are. It's not like that no more. You go to fucking CVS or Walgreens. You buy enough of fucking candy. Whatever you don't have, you either keep or you throw it. There should, you should never run out of candy on fucking Halloween, dude. Ever, ever. What about uh, adults dressing up and posting pictures on Instagram obsessively for weeks and weeks and weeks with their costumes? They have no fucking life. That's what I. That's what I think. They're fucking just. They're retarded, dude. Like, you want to go to a Halloween party, go to a Halloween But these people who, like, go to these Halloween parties in people's houses and they dress up, like, to the point where they're going to a costume contest, you got nothing better to do with yourself. With yourself. You got nothing better. I think it's the most ridiculous fucking thing ever, bro. Posting, fucking posing with each other. It's almost like they don't like their life, and this is the fucking... Of course. Like, that's what it is, right? Halloween is a chance for everyone to be who they really are, right? Like... You see all the fucking loser guys that you always wonder, like, that dude probably had a dick in his mouth before. He's dressed as a cheerleader, or he's dressed as Caitlyn Jenner every fucking time. I have never in my life, and you see all the girls that are really whores that try to pretend they're not whores all of a sudden become whores on Halloween. Yeah, cowboy cheerleader. Yeah, it's acceptable to be yeah. the person you really yeah. want to be but don't have yeah. the balls to be. Have you ever dressed up as a woman of any kind for Halloween, either of you? No, bro, I'm an alpha. Lab, I have a feeling that you probably put some fucking watermelons in your fucking shirt and wear a chick at some point. You're fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I had a chick in my shirt. <laughs> Bro, when's the last time you dressed up? Oh, I can't even remember. Oh, actually, you know what? I'm lying, dude. I went to, uh, I, when, I, when, I used, when I used to go to California, there was this guy, Donovan, and he used to throw these huge fucking uh, Halloween parties at like the Bentley Mansion and stuff. It was like really, really ritzy. So I'd say the last time I dressed up was probably, probably, I was probably like 30, 32, 32 years old. I and dressed what up. were you? I don't remember, to be honest with you. It was probably like fucking Jerry Rice. No, you had a, <laughs> bro, you literally had to fucking dress up like I went, runs up and down I every staircase. I went in Cali, it's like they do that all the time. Like all the fucking, you know, 30 and 40 year olds still dress up because they're all fucking losers. So uh, I was with my chick back then. And I had to dress up for Halloween and I didn't want to go get a costume because I think it's fucking gay. So what I did was I went out and bought a lot of little kittens. Maybe I'll post this picture so just to piss Mad Lab off. I bought oh, a little, I saw that picture. A little kittens yeah. and I pinned them all over me and I was a pussy magnet. That's a good costume. Though. Yeah. Mm, and you know what? Good. It was cheap. I got to wore like a regular T-shirt and jeans, put some kittens on me. Pussy magnet, dope. Cost me. It was a nice little uh, little life hack Poo there. Magnet. Only cost a, about fifteen I a, bucks. I actually have a life hack plan B, real quick. A really short Halloween life hack. Very short. Mm -hmm. For all you men out there who don't want to go to Halloween parties, the real men, all you got to do is tell them that you were there when they call you up the next day and say, 
Why weren't you at my party? Say, <laughs> I, w- I was there. I was dressed up like the Invisible Man. You know how many times I used that, dude? Oh, God. <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I'd be. I'd Why don't you just like, say you were there? You had a mask on. You probably didn't recognize. No, nah, I was there. I was. The invis- soft, I was dressed like the Invisible jigsaw. Man, dude. That's it. Lab. He probably has used that nonstop. He probably. I have. He probably waits for Halloween just to say that line because he thinks it's. Yeah, but you guy. love Halloween. How do I you love, love Halloween, it? but you don't love dress? Like because I think Halloween's I, fucking stupid. My, no, my favorite movies are uh, my favorite movies, scary movies, dude. Like I love going up to Sleepy Hollow, dude. And you know, Sleepy Hollow and going like like the fucking that the I would whole, do. I love all that shit, dude. Like I love the creepiness of Halloween, but and I love anything for kids, anything that kids can enjoy and kids can use their imagination without costumes and stuff. That's great. But when adults start getting into uh, it, dude, when adults like, get too into Halloween, it fucking makes me want to punch them in the face. It's yeah. the same people that post on Facebook making it look like they have good relationships when they're shit. It's just their chance to be like, look at me. Today, I don't have to be in my real life. The only I thing get to live a fake life. Is 90% of the women in New Jersey are fucking whores. So that, means, <laughs> that means 90% of them dress like whores on Halloween. Of course. <laughs> fucking losers. Uh, any others, Kurt, you want to throw out here? One more. Mad Lab, you ready? I'm ready, brother. Loose change and raisins. <laughs> Dude. That is by far the fucking biggest insult I would... Bro, that was like... When I used to go to somebody's door as a kid, and there would be this old, crusty fucking demon walk to the fucking door and and give me fucking change, bro, I would literally like... And as a kid, like if somebody throws a dollar or two dollars in your bag, or that's cool. What's the The acceptable amount of money to give to a trick-or-treater of, say, nine years old and... Not fall into the uh, what is it? Loose change in raisins. That sounds like a band name. Look at Tom's thumb. <laughs> stop! Bro, I can't. Thing. We can't do video anymore because I can't yeah. stop looking at these things. <laughs> what so is weird. the acceptable amount of money where you could give it to a nine-year-old or ten-year-old, and you're not the uh, loose change range raisins and syringes crowd? Well, for the syringes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, listen. The only the only possible explanation excuse that anybody should have to give a child loose change for Halloween is that you logistically ran out of fucking candy, which should never happen. And if you run out of candy and you got nothing else to give them, and you give them some change, that's the only way it's even excusable. But if you give a kid anything, you should give him a straight up one dollar bill. Okay. Give him a dollar bill. Don't give him fucking. Right. Giving a person change is like yeah. giving a kid fucking candy corn, dude. Candy corn is. Hold the on, most- that's another one. No, don't mention candy corn because that's my next thing. Mad Lab hates. I actually have that on my list. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Stop! Don't spoil it. Uh, Kurt, as someone who has small children, how would yes. you feel about someone giving uh, your child a dollar? Uh, that's fine. Yeah, I'll put it towards uh, like college fund or something. Okay. Throw it in their piggy bank. You wouldn't buy them like uh, like some a toy with it. You piece of shit. No, I put it towards something. All right. Or buy a gold coin for him. <laughs> gold gold, gold. Mad Lab candy. Mad Lab, candy. but hold on. I I gotta ask him a question. Mad Lab, right. come Wednesday. Let's say you're home and you have no candy. Let's say you run out. What do you do? You should not run out. No, of No, let's say so you, you have do to run stay out. stocked even on Thursday. If there's a trick or treater that was maybe there was a kid that missed that day, and they come a day late. If, if there's one kid that comes to your door a day late, you throw him a $5 bill, dude. No, but what if you run out? You do, you're not supposed to run out. Yeah, I know you're not supposed so to. So now, okay, let's say do. you overstock, Mr. Fucking Meal Prep, and yeah. now you're sitting on a fucking cabinet. First of all, this is the greatest time about living in an apartment complex. Well, see, I have a technique floor. involved. By the way, are they going to come to my door in the apartment no, complex? No, that's why I said. You can throw it down I the balcony. I have a technique involved. As the night yeah, goes I'm going to throw candy over the balcony. Well, listen, as the night goes on, first of all, there's a curfew in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. The kids are not allowed to trick-or-treat after a certain time now. 
there's a curfew. So as the night goes on, if I see that I'm not getting a you lot run of out and get more. No, if I see I'm not getting a lot of trick-or-treaters and I'm going to be stuck with candy, as the kids come in after that, I start giving them more and more and more so each. So if you're visiting Mad Lab's house, the key is to go late. Yeah. Ten minutes before curfew. Yeah, that's the that's, that's key I don't there. Want that shit in my house. I was going to say, what if you end up with three bags of fucking Kit Kats in your fucking closet? You know you're well, going to Well, if, if I'm going to bed, like if I'm like done, I'm going to bed, which, you know, I'm going Just to bed bring them to my house for MMA when that happens. No, but I'm saying I will literally take the rest of what I have and give it to the last kid. Okay, well, what I would say to do instead is bring all your candy by me, whatever you have left, and I'll eat it all. All right. All right. So candy corn, Mad Lab. I'm going to give you a few different candies here. Candy corn. Um, Mary Jane's, uh, Werther's Originals. These are some of the uh, hot-button candies that could end up. Almond um, Joy. You, you, you want me to comment Yeah, what, what's your, well, just give it a quit. You don't have to fucking give a 45-minute well, candy diatribe. corn is the most disgusting fucking thing you can ever give a fucking child because they're, they're <laughs> loose. Like... It's like when you go to a diner, I don't know, whoever has diners in the fucking, in, in, in your state, some states don't, but if you go to a diner, after you're done, you pay your check, they got a bowl of fucking cookies. There's a proven, a proven scientific fact that there's a small amount of feces in every one of those cookies, because people go to the bathroom, they come out and grab those fucking, it's a fact, don't laugh, dude. Nah, a, you'll be there's fine. feces on everything, dollar it bills. It doesn't matter, yeah. the fact Dollar bills are the word dirtiest thing I'll, in America. It doesn't matter, my so kid's not putting them in their mouth. You're giving my kid loose candy, you're a bum. <laughs> what is your take on candy corns in general if i'm buying them in a package and i put for them in you bowl, you're just eating them for you fucking yeah. forget about giving them out do you eat I, candy corns or do you they're nah, very controversial I, controversial I personally, type. I personally don't but when i was a kid i used to take them and i used to bite the sections off yeah that's the only way to eat them yeah that's only one way to eat there's only one way to eat candy corn and that is biting off the layers mad lab have you ever taken your nephews out and then like flipped out on anyone yes one year i did what happened? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, one day I did because they had a fucking dog um, that was, it, it was gated in. The dog was gated in, so the dog was not getting to any of the kids, but it was just like fucking having an anxiety attack, barking, trying to jump over the fence, this and that. And, and Maddox is me. Maddox is the one who fucking, he does anything. He'll jump off cliffs, he'll do whatever. But Hudson's a little more timid. He's a little bit more like my brother, and he would not go up to the door. He was like holding his hand by his chest. He was afraid of the dog. So the, the guy kept calling Hudson over. He's like, you coming or not? And I was like, push, push your fucking dog away. You know, and I felt bad because there was other kids on the, uh, of course. On the stairs. And there, were, and there were other parents. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I was biting my lip and my brother grabbed me. And I was like, bro, if this guy wasn't here, if these kids weren't here right now, I would walk up and just fucking slap him upside his fucking teeth. <laughs> Five finger slap. What do yeah, you call but it? I, Four fingers. You know, and you know why it aggravated me? Because when I was a kid, I got bit by a dog that way. I walked up trigger treat and I put my finger in the fence to pet the dog and they fucking bit me. And that's the truth, dude. I got bit by a German Shepherd. I believe you. Oh, Jesus, man. What are we going to do with you? Another thing I want to touch on here. 25% of millennials say they have PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, from the Trump winning the election. <laughs> but what is the PTSD, though? What is, I don't, they what is d- Well, PTSD is just post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah, but so it means, what, it means you have, like, depression or, like, anxiety or, you know, you can't sleep. Post-traumatic stress yeah, disorder usually comes vets, from like but I don't Vietnam vets and pregnancy. You can get it right. and stuff like that. But there's millennials saying they have it because Trump won. And because of that event, 25% of millennials are saying they have PTSD. Yeah, but bro, we're what, two years into this? What the fuck has changed in anyone's life? Like when he got elected, everyone said the world's going to end. What has changed in two years? The stock market went up. So what is the problem? Everyone needs to just stop. Everyone's fucking nuts. These fucking this millennials. Fucking, I, I can't stand this fucking place, dude. No. 
Continue. Because this like parallels to the story I was telling you a couple weeks ago how my stepfather, and I usually don't like talking about my family on here, but my stepfather had quadruple bypass surgery two years ago. Quadruple bypass surgery two years ago. He put in for disability. They turned him down twice. Somebody that I know, which I will remain nameless, mother passed away. They ended up getting disability because of their anxiety from their mother passing away. That's fucking disgusting, dude. It's the biggest pussy culture I've ever seen in my fucking life. Oh, exactly. It's and such this a is a guy. This is a guy person. who's 25 years older than this person. He can't get disability from a quadruple bypass surgery because you got fucking anxiety, you piece of shit. Dude, the, the softest, biggest bunch of pussies I've ever seen in my entire life is this fucking generation. They don't even. They can't even name five policies that are going on. They don't know anything. They don't know what's going on. They're bent about an election. And you guys have both seen me get in political debates with millennials, whether it be at bars or whether we're out. And I just fucking slay them every time. The ones who are the most angry actually know the least about what the fuck is actually going on in politics. So that 25% of millennials have PTSD from an election. Fucking, dude, put them on a cross. It's amazing, too, because 90% of them are on fucking Adderall. Yeah, they're all so fucking... Would, yeah. They're all hopped up on fucking pills. Um, by the way, another one here that we should touch on real quick before we get out of here. LeBron. Uh, there's a little uh, little slow start for Bron Bron here. Big win last night against the Nuggets. Uh, they were down six late. Ended up pulling it off. LeBron started 0-3. I think they're 2-4. and Does anyone have any take on this LeBron and the Lakers experiment and how it started? Fuck that fucking guy. Oh, God, you hate LeBron so much. Bro, what I figured out is... I. I hate the Lakers, and I didn't realize it till about three hours ago, when I saw Lance Stevenson trending for what's what is it, the Lance Dance or whatever. I hate this team. Well, here's just, here's my outlook. On I think them. they're two and three. Actually, I said they were two and four. My outlook on them is this, and I I told you this, Tommy, on the phone. Uh, what I think is going to happen with them, and I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong, but LeBron is the type of guy that he's got to act like the Robert Kraft when he goes over there because there's a lot of young kids. But I think this team is just too ghetto and too street to discipline. I don't think he's going to be able to get a hold these guys like Ingram and stuff like that. I don't think he's going to be able to get their ear, and I don't think he's going to be able to hone a lot of those guys in. Guys like uh, a Ball and stuff Stevenson, like that. Yeah. Stevenson, Yeah, there's certain guys Ball. he will, but I think there's a lot you know, of guys McGee. there that are just too street and too thug he's not going to be able to control. No, this is going to be a shit show all year. But do you think they make the playoffs? I think they should. I don't know because they have no defense. They're allowing 125 points per game right now. I don't now. even know if they'll be over 500. But uh, I don't know. I think they're playing. There's a bunch of guys in the Lakers right now playing a little bit over their heads. You look at some of the three-point percentages for a lot of these guys in this team, guys who notoriously can't shoot threes at all, all of a sudden are, are hitting threes like Lonzo Ball. You got JaVale McGee averaging 20 points a game over the last two games. Um, Rajon Rondo shooting 50% from three. Lonzo Ball shooting like 45%. Um, then on the other side, you could say LeBron is shooting 17% from three, and that has to regress upwards. So I don't know. I think offensively they're going to be good. I think they're going to play fast. I think they're going to be good. But I think defensively they're going to have a major, major, major problem. Um, we got to wait till Kawhi not gets there, uh, and then shit will get real. But I don't know. Mad Lab, you're happy to see them see them struggle, obviously. Yeah, I am. I mean, I, I wish that uh... – 
they weren't making all these moves in the NBA, trying to make these fucking super teams. But we've seen this before. We've seen this with Miami when they created the super team. It took them a while to get. It's too early in the season to see who's who right now. Does anyone want to apologize to Uncle Danny as we end? Why Uncle are we apologizing Dan- to Uncle Danny? Uncle Danny, who we're going to have to get on the pod. Once football season ends, we'll probably get Uncle Danny on the pod. Uncle Danny was pretty upset. What he was, he was mad at me and Kurt cursing so much, and I just said, I don't fucking care. I'm going to keep cursing. Um, but Uncle Danny was very mad about the three of us jumping on the Giants fans, how we talked about what's worse, October Nick fans, April Met fans, or August Giant fans, because Danny is all of those three who at the beginning of every season thinks this is the year. Would anyone like to double down or apologize to Uncle Danny on National Airwaves here before we get out of here? Should I start? Yep. Uncle Danny, you know I love you. You're one of my favorite people in the world. I do apologize for absolutely fucking nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Right, son? (laughs) Oh, that's great. Kurt? Yeah, I apologize. Why? You're such a pussy. (laughs) Why do you apologize? No, I didn't say anything bad about the Giants. He did. I mean, some of their fans suck. I don't like to group everyone together and say every Giant fan sucks. Was he really mad? true. No, he's what? just he's fucking. Well, I mean, he does get mad, but he's fucking around. No, he's fucking around. Yeah, but um, I do not apologize. <clears throat> not only that, um, for all my Giants fan comments, fake fans, fucking shit team, going nowhere for the next 10 years, overpaid wide receivers, shitty line, bad coach, no linebackers, shitty secondary, fucking Eli Manning, don't even have a quarterback. Now you're looking Derek Carr, a joke. And not only do I want to not apologize for my Giants rant, I want to add fucking October Nick fans to that. The biggest fucking jokes of all of them. Mad Lab, you're fucking one of them. You're Even the motherfuckers who go in there and say, oh, no, I understand the Knicks are a couple years away. Well, still, after the fucking first game of the season, Mad Lab's like, bro, we got 95 points at the end of the third quarter. <laughs> yeah, are you playing, playing, playing the goddamn Atlanta Hawks? <laughs> Playing the Bragging fucking Atlanta Hawks, who are a high school team, fails to realize that you gave up 87 points to the worst team in the NBA through three quarters. You fucking, fucking Nick fans, you're fucking oblivious. And then the April Met fans are even worse because you're fucking dead forever, too. It's my time. It's Yankees. It's Jets. Uh, I'm not going to say it's It's Nets. Yankees time. Yankees been Yankees time since right. like fucking... Yeah. Not always. Not when we were young. But this is our time. If you are a Knicks, Mets, and Giants fan and Rangers fan... Your time is done. The You're only thing I for hope a decade. for. The only You're thing I hope for, for out of everybody, because I know my Knicks suck. I know my Niners suck. I know my all my teams suck. I know that. The only thing I'm fucking pulling for right now is that Eli Manning finishes his career with a losing fucking record. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, for Mad Lab, for the bod, I am Tommy G. Good luck. Stay cash, you motherfuckers. Mercy is for the weak. We do not train to be merciful here. A man face you, he is enemy. Enemy deserve no mercy. Ain't no mercy, ain't no mercy.